Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Dobry večer and welcome to the Bohemian Podcast with Pete Coleman and Travis Stone. What is your mission? Operation Anthropoid. What is Anthropoid? We are here to assassinate Reinhard Heydrich. He's executed thousands. Only Hitler is about him in the Nazi hierarchy. Are you completely mad? You kill Heydrich and Hitler will tear Prague apart. Hello and welcome to the Bohemian Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Coleman. And I'm Travis Dow from the History of Germany Podcast. Tonight we do a very special review of a movie that uh, it had some some filming here in Prague. It's about uh, uh, you know, a very important time here in the Czech Republic, especially Prague, and it's a movie called Anthropoid. It came out in 2016, and I had a chance to, to see it here in its um, Prague release on Wednesday during Freedom Day, which is also St. Wenceslaus Day here in the Czech Republic, a day off for most people, a bank holiday, as they say here in the Czech Republic. And I had a chance to to go out and take take this movie in, keeping in mind, and Travis, as you know, now you living in the United States, that this movie actually came out about two months earlier in the United States and uh, was finally sent over for a uh, uh, premiere in Europe, uh, in Great Britain, and also in in the Czech Republic just recently in late uh, September. So we had to wait a little bit, but we finally got it. And uh, I had to, I have to tell you, it was, uh, I think, pretty well received here. Yeah, we, we have done an episode on Operation, Operation Anthropoid. So if you want to hear the whole thing, uh, that's episode 19, I believe, from the Bohemian yep. Podcast. So you can go back and listen to it. Um, we can probably we can probably cut in a little snippet of of that show to because we we've defined it there and uh, uh, yeah who Heidrich is and all that. So yeah, well, well, let's do that. Let's 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 go to one of those snippets, Travis, and uh, re- refresh some of our listeners a little bit more about who Reinhard Heydrich was and and the importance of assassinating him uh, and the Operation Anthropoid that got that rolling. So if we can, let's go to that sound clip. Uh, an operation that was backed by the British government and by Winston Churchill himself to train Czechs to uh, several Czechs, a Czech team, to parachute into uh, into the occupied territory, and it was an amazing story uh, that led to some serious ramifications. Heydrich was attacked in Prague on the 27th of May, 1942, by this British-trained team of Czech and Slovak soldiers who had been sent to the, uh, by the Czech, Czechoslovak government in exile to kill him. Preparation began on the 20th of October, 1941. Warrant officer 
Josef Gopchek from Slovak, uh, Slovak and, and Staff Sergeant Karl Soboda, who was a Czech, uh, were chosen to carry out the operation on the 28th of October 1941, which happened to be the Czechoslovakia's Independence Day. Yeah. Soboda was replaced by Jan Kubisch, uh, also a Czech, after a head injury sustained during training during this mission. So Gopchek and Kubisch were, they were like you said, they were air- airlifted along with seven soldiers from Czechoslovakia's army in exile, um, and they came flying out of the United Kingdom, and two other groups named Silver A and Silver B, but, you know, they were on different missions, but they, basically they all flew together. They were flown by the Royal Air Force Halifax Number 138 Squadron into Czechoslovakia at 10 p.m. on the 28th of December, 1941. So Gopcik and Kubisch landed near Nechvizdi, east of Prague. Basically, they were supposed to land near Pilsen, but the, the pilots got a little bit lost, so they, they dropped them off there instead. And the soldiers then moved their way to Pilsen, contacted their allies, and from there went on to Prague. Now, in Prague, they, con- they contacted several families and anti-Nazi organizations who helped them during the preparations for the kill. And the initial plan was to get Heydrich on a train. But uh, after kind of, you know, looking at the logistics and everything, they realized that that was, you know, basically impossible. The second plan was to kill him on the road out in the woods on the way from Heydrich's seat to Prague. The third plan, which is the one they went with, was to kill Heydrich in Prague. Right. And, and this, is, this leads us into the attack that did the job. Yeah. Uh, on the 27th of May, 1942, at 10.30, Heydrich uh, proceeded to his daily commute from, the ho- from his home in uh, Perenske Brezhany to Prague Castle. Gubchik and Kubish awaited at the tram stop at a tight curve near Bolovka yep. Hospital in Prague, Prague 8, which is a little section known as Lieben, which is the very top of the Vltava River, mm-hmm. bend in, in, in the river. The spot was chosen because the curve would force the car to slow down just enough. Vasilik was positioned about 100 meters north of Gubchik and Kubish as lookout for the approaching car. As Hydrick's open-top car... Mercedes, who was a 320 convertible B, reached the curve about two minutes later. Kubchak stepped in front of the vehicle and tried to open fire, but his submachine gun jammed. Bad luck. <laughs> so, yeah. So he's standing out in the middle of the street with, with a weapon that doesn't work. Exactly. So, so Heydrich ordered his driver, which was in the, the rank is an SS Oberschaffuhrer Klein, that's his name, to stop the car. And then Heydrich stood up to try to shoot Gopchik. So yeah, that's an like, ego boy. Yeah, <laughs> and we, we, ba- all he had was a Luger. So Heydrich stands up with his Luger and starts trying to shoot. So Kubish, who was standing at the tram stop still, threw a modified anti-tank grenade, which he had hidden in a briefcase. Okay? This is like straight out of a movie right yeah, here. This yeah. is, it's amazing. He threw it at the vehicle, and the fragments ripped through the car's right rear bumper. And um, so they, they didn't consider that a direct hit because it was kind of in the back of the car. But um, the, the shrapnel and fibers from the upholstery kind of got into, you know, hit Heydrich and, and, and got into his body. And even though, uh, you know, even though it was kind of a, a near miss, let's say, and Kubish, who was standing, uh, you know, pretty close to this, was also injured by the shrapnel. And following the explosion, Gopchik and Kubish fired at Heydrich and Heydrich, who was, you know, kind of in shock himself, he didn't. He was unaware of his shrapnel injuries, and he staggered out of the car, returned fire, and tried to chase Gobchik, but he then collapsed. Both Gobchik and Kubish were initially convinced that the attack had failed because Heydrich, you know, got up, started shooting at him, and 
and he didn't they didn't really realize that he was he was wounded uh, pretty badly actually but Heydrich was badly wounded you know long story short he had he had um, parts of his his rib was removed and he had a collapsed lung and after surgery he started to recover a little bit after seven days but after the seventh day he kind of sat up to eat his lunch and he just went into shock and then fell into a coma and died a few hours later so, so it looked like he was actually going to make it some say it was it was the fibers from the car itself that were embedded in the, with the shrapnels into his body that caused an infection that never got better. So he might have died from the smallest type of, yeah. of, of possible infection issue that uh, he couldn't shake. You know that that's what killed Franz Josef? That's, that's exactly yeah. what killed Franz Josef. Uh, that sparked World War I. It's upholstery, man. Yeah, stay away from upholstery. It's, I mean, the, the, the hunt was on yeah. uh, to find these perpetrators and to make uh, uh, a definite stand on say, we don't allow this. This is not going to be allowed. Yeah, so... Yeah, on the on the same day of the assassination, uh, Hitler ordered an immediate investigation and reprisals. He was pissed. Yeah, Hitler. Hitler. He looked at Reinhard as his his boy. Mm-hmm. This this was his boy, and not only that, it was a, a besmirchment on the entire leadership of the Third Reich. Oh yeah. So yeah. so actually, Hitler wanted not not reprisals. He wanted to, he wanted several hundreds of thousands of checks to pay for this. Yeah, when we mentioned earlier that he was holding the whole nation as a hostage, that's kind of what we're getting at here. So throughout the investigation, some 13,000 people were arrested, including Jan Kubisch's girlfriend, Anna Malinova, who subsequently died in the Mauthausen-Gusen concentration camp. First Lieutenant Adolf Opaka's aunt, Maria Opalkova, was executed in the Mauthausen camp uh, later the same year, and his father, Viktor Yarolim was also killed. One estimate, some 5,000 were killed in these reprisals. So, I mean, imagine, for the death of one man, you know, 5,000 had to, had to die for this. So, Travis, you know, when we get to listen to a little bit of a reminder of back when we did episode 19 of Operation Anthropoid and the assassination of Reinhard Heydrich, we really kind of give you a, a, a cliff note version, so to speak, of what his importance was uh, in in the in the uh, the Nazi scheme of things, especially with the final solution, the extermination of, of the yeah. Jewish and Gypsy population, as well as other uh, non Aryans, and and the importance of disrupting that. I mean, he was third on the list, right? I mean, you have Hitler, you have so Hitler. He, well, he was he was Hitler. high ranking, but the one of the points we made on that episode was that he was probably one of the just straight up evilest. Nazis period because I mean he was the one that uh, fought for the 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 killing like the final solution to be like extermination of Jews instead of just deportation because yeah I mean he I mean he was just the most cold blooded kind of in his in his thinking and as the ruler of Czech Republic really like he was the one put in charge of Moravia and Bohemia he was you know he was the one that looked at the population and just thought yeah we could. You know, we might have to kill up to half the population, but that would be okay. Like, just kill half the civilians. I mean, he was just evil. He was just a bad guy. So, yeah, stopping him. Like, I I have... So, I I should say, I have not seen this movie yet. I've not had the chance. Uh, But, yeah, I can't wait. And and so, one one thing that I would like to know more of is, um, because you're in Prague... Like, what was the reaction like? Because I, I think that is that something that people still think about all the time? Is it? I mean, there was just such such an event and such a dramatic event in their history. 
Um, was it was it this episode or a different episode? We talked about uh, what's that town? Was it Teplitsa? No, no, it was Laditsa, oh, the, the, yeah. the complete raising to the ground of Laditsa. Yeah. Was that a separate um, episode we did that? We talked about that? We, or we did. We... Well, actually, in episode 19, we it, talked okay. about that we yeah. it all together. Yeah, because yeah. that, that, I mean, that's um, just the, like, wow. They, yeah, the retaliation for Operation Anthropoid. Um, so wait, 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 B- back up a little bit. What were some of the events in the movies where you watched this and, were, and you were just like blown away because you could recognize where it took place? Like, did you, I, I, did you recognize a lot of the scenery and some of the scenes or? Well, I'll tell you, there, there, there was, uh, you know, a lot of everything to, visually in this is sepia tone. It, it puts you into that 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 uh, viewpoint of you are in World War II Europe. Uh, and you'll see this done on, on several things in documentaries. I, I don't think Saving Private Ryan was done in sepia tone, but I think some of the succeeding things like Band of Brothers was done in a, yeah. in a type of sepia tone. Uh, where it kind of had also a green sort of uh, overhead to it to give it a really a period feel. That's you have to someone get used to that. So when you see Prague as a tourist, you see all the vibrant colors of the red rooftops and the and uh, you know and the Vltava and and the green hills around it. You don't get that in these cutaway shots, these B-roll shots, so to speak, uh, from this movie. Uh, it's all sepia, but it is actually very very beautiful. Uh, what you do get is you get a lot of side streets where they actually filmed here in Prague, I believe close to Prague 8, and uh, it was just the Lieben district. And you'll see um, – it's interesting. Uh, one of the reviews here from the Prague Post newspaper was uh, that uh, the tram that they do, they only run here um, on Sundays, I think it's tram number 10, uh, is is used in this like myriad times to, because – you know, uh, it's the only tram from that era that still runs here in Prague. It's just one of them. The rest of them are very modern-looking uh, trams. Is that, the, is that the one that purposefully looks from yes. that era? Yeah, right. It okay. Does. And they used it, and they just Weird. changed the numbers on the tram to, to make it look like they're yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that tram is in almost every shot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is it is interesting to see it. And and Travis, you asked me the question: How did how was it received? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, it was a full movie theater. You know, I went to a movie theater that's a very modern uh, mall, you know, I, IMAX complex um, here in Prague and at Flora, uh, which is uh, in, in Venerati, that old area uh, in Prague. And um, <laughs> I, t- I tell you, I went in, I was sitting in the front row and it was a pretty full night. It's a Wednesday night, so it was a holiday. So you don't really kind of know, um, you know, who, how many people are going to be there. But because it was Freedom Day, as a bank holiday, people had the day off, and they made they felt it was appropriate to see this, to it's, see it, yeah. the story of, of Jan Kubisch and uh, Gubchak and the other paratroopers that came in for this assassination attempt. That code name, of course, Anthropoid, and um, and we, right when you get into this movie. Uh, it gives you a couple, you know, lines of information in English, and of course, all this movies in English with Czech subtitles, so that people can read it here. Um, but the you see the paratroopers basically just landing. Yeah, you you already started from zero to sixty in, in right. two seconds. You're not talking about their past lives, their their training time in, in Great Britain. Um, you know, talking to maybe Benish as the president Benish, the the uh, government in exile in London. You're not getting any of that. You guys are drop, jumping right right into uh, occupied Czechoslovakia, and uh, right away they're betrayed. 
you know, um, and, and keep keep in mind, uh, you know, we're going to be saying some spoilers here. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, um, you know, you, you know, make sure that uh, you kind of tra- tread uh, carefully with this with this podcast. But to be honest with you, this movie sort well, of we already gave up the spoilers the years. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. gave out the spoilers years ago. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, you know, this this movie put out by LD Entertainment, I think, did a pretty good job. Of, of giving the idea to keep it as close to historically accurate as yeah. they could with a few changes here and there in names of the people that were involved. They don't cover everybody that helped the paratroopers out. They cover a small section of them. But uh, the retribution is basically what this movie's about. There's when the assassination of Heydrich yeah. only takes a few minutes. It, it's really the smallest part of the film. What's the biggest part of the film is the reaction to what happened. Trying and, to find the the assassins, yeah, yeah. Trying to find the assassins, and and at one point in this movie, you see that Bush and, and Gubchak um, yeah. are given the information. Now, this is further in the movie when they are actually uh, in the church of Cyril Methodius downtown. Um, yeah, I was, so and, I was. Now wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, you give me one spoiler here because I was like. Every time I imagine this, like this is a a, a very dramatic scene um, when when. Because you did they you can still see the bullet holes in that church. I mean, it was like it was a shootout. It was crazy. They were hiding in crypts. Is that that's all in the movie? I guess right. Like it, it's it's like all done. standoff it, kind of kind I of deal. Would, I would say that it's all done uh, perfectly in the sense that yeah, I mean, um, it is the, the climax of the movie. We're all here with you. The checkers are back here. Is here with us. So I mean that I mean that's how I imagine like I mean when you read about that it's like wow that's yeah I mean yeah because yeah, yeah, it's just it, oh jeez yeah so so I'm, I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit here but just to basically give you an answer to your question about how it was received um, you know the the apex of this movie is is the the shootout with the Nazis uh, when they find out where they're staying at, at uh, Cyril Methodius Church mm-hmm. uh, downtown and they're in the crypt you know trying to um, avoid capture and um you know the priest that uh, later gives his life for for giving them shelter comes in and lets them know that Laditza has been basically destroyed all the men uh, above the age of 16 have been slaughtered men the, the women and children have been sent off to concentration camps um and you think that at that point they realize was it worth it you know i mean okay so we got rid of hydric but um, and we did our mission, but look at all the people that are dying around us because of what we've done. That's the crux of this movie. We are here to assassinate SS Obergruppenführer Reinhard Heydrich. Are you completely mad? We have our orders. But this is madness. We have our orders, comrade. Heydrich? Why stop with Heydrich? Why not have a go at Hitler as well? He's only 300 kilometers down the road in a small village called Berlin. So we inform London that you are refusing to cooperate with our mission. How dare you question us? How dare you question us? You know what we have sacrificed for sacrificed. the cause here? But you have you sacrificed. So when people say, "Is it a yeah. war movie so, about you know did, killing Heydrich?" No, it's more than that. Yeah. So did they did they really paint Heydrich as? I mean, did they paint a picture of like who he was? Like that guy was just a no, no. That, that that's the failure of the movie. I think I think they didn't have they didn't put enough time into talking about him. You only see him in a couple newsreel clips. 
and okay. in the car. There's no back, and yeah, do, flashbacks to hydrate. Now, remember in episode 19 of our Bohemian podcast, we talk about the act of blowing up the car, and it was a failure. The gun jammed, and so there oh, was a yeah. grenade that was launched, yep. and, the, and, and the shrapnel is what really got him. But he was so – Heydrich was, was, was so full of uh, adrenaline when this all happened. He actually took out his gun and started firing – at, mm-hmm. at the assailants, you know, even though he was mortally wounded. Um, and they do show that part, you know, they show oh, him before yeah. he collapses. Yeah. And so, um, you know, and, and there was this indecision for a couple of days. Is he dead or is he going to be alive? What, you know, do, we failed our mission. So you do see that, but you don't get the idea about how evil he was other than there's That's a pecking thing. Order. Yeah. Yeah. You, you talk about the pecking order in the movie that he's he's high on that list. Yeah. Of, like of, I, you know, like I would favorite. say, you know, he needed to be I mean, he was he was part of the the person that orchestrated you know he was really the the one i mean he was the one that fought for the most extreme um solution every time like more than hitler and more than himmler and uh yeah and then the way he i mean his plans for czech republic he was like okay they gave me a country to run i'll show them how i can make it air. i mean he had bad bad things in mind for the czechs so well, well, Travis, they did mention that when he first came in as a protectorate, um, uh, when uh, when he came in to to run uh, the protectorate of Bohemia and Moravia, that uh, he did round up a lot of, yeah, of troublemakers okay. at the very beginning and, and execute them. So yeah. he, they did mention that, but I mean, it was such a passing comment because you're, you're right, right, the sheer the intelligence of this man is is off the charts for one. That's mm-hmm. what makes him really dangerous. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, exactly. You he know, just, that, that cold calculation of just like thinking. The, that cold logic to its end is like, well, we can't deport him because we're going to attack that yeah. next. So now we better just kill them all. And just being he, able he, to look at a place and like, yeah, let's kill a, like up to 50% of the of the yeah. civ, like civilian population. Wow. Like, and I mean, yeah, just he was cold. Like he could just, and he would just follow through on crazy math like that. Right. So, and you'll mm. keep, you know, keep in mind, I mean, he... He's he's had a, a a couple roundtable discussions with the who's who of the Gestapo and and a few other uh, um, uh, people that were involved with this final solution. And just as matter of factly, he was not in this movie, but you know, another historical record of you know, just saying, okay, well, we can't kill as many um, with bullets, so we're going to try to do some things with gassing. But unfortunately, gassing takes a lot of petrol, which we really need for the war effort. Yeah. So we're going to boil it down to we're going to have this tetracycline B that's produced here in Czechoslovakia and these small pellets, and we're going to invite, you know, uh, people, so there's no, um, uh, you know, chaos. We're going to tell them it's just in the showers, and then we're going to just gas them, and then we're going to do it. And if we do this right, we could probably kill about, you know, fifty thousand a day. And it's the numbers, you know, so, yeah. It's a factory. Yeah. It's yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's insane, yeah. you know. And and so that's what we're talking about. Why this had? Now we're talking about this from a historical perspective, that we know the thirty thousand foot viewpoint of this, where you get rid of Hydric. You know, then, you know, you're stopping some things, you know, that were horrifically put in place. But mm-hmm. here, here's the crux of all this. And when you get to the end of the movie, you start asking yourself, was it worth this? Sure, there was a lot of courage here, but the collateral damage was epic. Here's and, it, you know, and here's my viewpoint. It was worth it. And that's yeah. why this movie resonates with a lot of people here in Prague. It was worth it because at the end of the day. Even though a lot of people paid for it and it made Hitler, you know, wipe off two towns at least in the Czechoslovakia off the face of the map. Um, and it never was done again because of the cost was too high. 
Was it worth it? Propaganda. Yeah, and, and now, now yes. hold on, just just to make sure, like when we say we they, they wiped off two towns, like I know we've mentioned that in a couple of shows before, but if you haven't heard that episode, um, like Lidice was they 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 dynamited the basements, they uprooted the trees, they turn. I mean, they wanted they they turned it into a field, like they completely erased a town from the map. Two towns, uh, you know, and then uh, further mainly arrest. because they think there was a connection to the paratroopers in this town, but there wasn't. It was just one of these. It, things yeah, was, it was almost random. Exactly, it was almost just for pure revenge. Like you kill, you know, one of ours, we're going to take two two of your towns, just to, as a warning. Like don't ever do it again, kind of thing. Like that's that's one way to look at it. Hitler and, wanted thirty thousand people dead for this killing. Yeah, just and, just and, as yeah, yeah, as punitive punitive kind of as a measure, yeah. you know, just like yeah, it was crazy, and and that's why I agree with you. I think yes, it was still worth it, even given that. I think I think it also showed that that's the extremes that the Nazis were going to go to. I mean, just to find two people, and just because there was a connection, they murder two or villages. Or ten, or, yeah, more than two people. It was it was more than ten or so. Uh, yeah, parachute. but. Right. Yeah. Okay. Two, right. These two yeah. are really focused in the movie. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we don't want to forget about the others because they're just as important, especially good point. The, yeah. The traitor, the traitor that we're talking but, about too, that turned everybody in. That was one of the paratroopers. Yeah. Okay. So um, yeah. you have a Judas moment in this as well, if you will. So, um, but you, I think you know, before we move on to the next topic about the movie itself, about you know the actors in the movie, um, was it worth it? I will say yes, and, and, and a lot of yeah. thought has been put into this because in the United States, there were plenty of posters out there saying, remember Pearl Harbor, but that was very focused on the Japanese war effort, not so much on the European war effort. After 1941 and after this assassination attempt had happened, you're you're talking about posters everywhere, uh, stamps being made saying, remember Laditza, right. That's remember. Right. Yeah. And, yep. and, and this is very important because that enabled people to say what they were fighting for. Why are we putting long hours at the Boeing plant? Why, are, why am I you know, giving my three sons to the war effort? It's because of this. So those are the intangibles, I think, that, that people outside of Europe really didn't see. There were many towns. There's about three towns, one at least in Indiana, that changed their names to Laditza. Yeah, so, I know. We mentioned know, that so, on the – yeah. Yeah. So, um, so these things are really all important. But mm -hmm. – um, you know, you, you, you look at this particular movie, and this this uh, was actually shown here earlier this year in Calaveri Film Festival. And Calaveri is a, uh, a spa town here in, in western Bohemia. And uh, they have this great film festival every year, I believe, in, in May and uh, or in July possibly. And they showed it here, and it had some mixed results, um, mainly because there's a lot of talking to lead up to this, other than the paratroopers landing. Um, in, in occupied Czechoslovakia, oh, okay. then, yeah. it's a lot of talking. It's a lot of setting up. And then you get to the torture, <laughs> you know, of the people of the Nazis trying to find out where these paratroopers yeah. are. Yeah. That is hard to see. Let me tell you something. All right. And here, spoiler alert, if you want to see this part of the part of the movie, because I did not know this. And when I saw it, I went after the movie, I went right to, to Google <laughs> and I wanted to make sure if this really did happen. Sure enough, it was even worse in real life. Um, the right. family that yeah. was, was actually harboring, uh, the two paratroopers, Kub, uh, Kub, uh, and, and Kubish, they, um, uh, were turned in by the traitor, uh, and we'll get his name in a minute, um, uh, that, uh, told them where they lived and the Gestapo came over there, went in and they had a teenage son. Um, uh, they confronted the mother. Um, they, pun they, pun the movie, they punched her in the face 
in in the deal and she was so scared she says can i can i you know go to the bathroom to collect myself and they they said yes and in the bathroom she took a cyanide pill and died um and so you think okay this is getting pretty serious they take the husband and this and the son and interrogate them with you know beatings and uh and all of a sudden they say hey you know what we saved your mother she's she's actually she's here with us now and they open a bucket to a severed head of the mother and that's when he broke and told yeah. them exactly where the paratroopers were were, were hiding out uh, i thought wow that just that might be not real it, it was worse in real life they put it. They put her head in a, a severed head in a fish tank, and then showed it to him. And at that point, he he, he broke in real life and said, "They're they're hiding out at Cyril and Methodius Church." And um, you know, you, you look at the heaviness of that moment because you're kind of going kind of slow a little bit after the assassination of Heydrich in the movie, and then you have this really kind of squirm in your seat situation of saying that. It's all coming down. And those of us that know Czech history, at least a little bit about this anthropoid uh, operation, you know that it doesn't end well, right? right. There's there's yeah. really no escape, right? And um, and that leads to the, the final battle at the church. And um, it was heavy, man. I mean, it was loud. It was heavy. You're basically having 20 or 30 um, uh, Germans trying to come in and trying to root them out. And there's these guys are in the in the in the choir in the balcony area, you know, shooting the, shooting them as they're coming through the door. Yeah. There's only again like eight paratroopers in there. Yeah. Um, check paratroopers, and they're holding these guys off as long as they can. And each one of them has a cyanide caplet capsulet, and uh, um, some of them take it. But I think uh, towards the ends, they they didn't have them anymore, so they had to save at least one bullet, you know, yeah, for, for yeah suicide. Uh, you do not want to get captured at this point. Right. You know, that that would be torture, a very hard death, and then, you know, pretty bad stuff. So, Travis, you know, look, looking at the cast, it was a really interesting cast. You, you know, uh, you have Sean Ellis, who's the director, uh, who did uh, some very interesting films in the, in recently. Uh, but he's he really kind of uh, elevates his, his game in this movie. I mean, it really is uh, a very a, a storytelling movie. It's not just a you know shoot 'em up sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It does have that quotient in it, but man, it it really is about the personal feelings of these guys. They're they're scared, they're worried, they don't want to die. They feel they're cornered. They feel like maybe they're betrayed uh, by the other Allied powers. Uh, they do talk about the Munich oh, Agreement, you know, yeah. all those type of things. And um, you know, you have uh, uh, Anthony uh, Freewin. Uh, as well as uh, uh, Cecilia Murphy uh, and, and Jamie Dornan. And uh, uh, you see some of these guys are, you know, have been in numerous movies and they really kind of get that sort of broken Czech English accent down. I was going to ask because well. it's, it's, it's yeah, still a Hollywood it's, like American production. So, but, but, but they're trying, they're trying to speak yeah. as if you hear a Czech speaking English and they, they must have all listened to, yeah, they must have, yeah. <laughs> it's it kind of funny. But, I think yeah. they did pretty good, but it, of course you'll see Toby Jones in this. who's in a million movies. A lot of you might know him from the Captain America movie. Uh, the first Avenger, he was the, uh, the guy that, uh, was working, you know, uh, with Hydra, I guess, you know, uh, he's the guy, the spectacled, okay. uh, scientist. Okay. Yeah. Right. And so he's in this, but he's playing a good role in this one, not a villain. He's at the head of the Czech resistance. And, okay. uh, and yeah. so he's in this in many different scenes and his last scene before he takes the cyanide pill is, is pretty powerful. Uh, so he's in this quite a bit and, um, uh, it just kind of shows, shows you, which I didn't know, the Czech resistance really did not want this to happen. They knew the retribution would be horrible. 
And so they were trying to convince the paratroopers, don't do this. You know, um, so why are too, we listening? too high of a target kind of thing? Yeah, why, I mean, why are we listening to Great Britain and France on this, trying to impress them? They're the ones that sold us out in the first place, you know, yeah. in the Munich Agreement. So they that actually, That's you know, they were right. Yeah. <laughs> they were right on all accounts. And they also knew that they by killing Heydrich, that this would bring just a horrible but, retribution. But still, I think, I mean, I think that there was like actually – I disagree when I with with those guys that would say, well, it, the cost was too much, you know, kind of thing, because Heydrich was I mean, he wanted to I mean, if he was left alive, I think it would have been far worse. That's that's really the end of it. I mean, w like that guy was just bad. It's hard to underestimate just how evil he was. Um, he had so much power and really as such an evil person had so much power. So, well, I'll, I'll yeah, tell you who the I mean, real uh, villain in this was. The villain wasn't Heydrich. At the end of the movie, if you had to sum up everything, the real villain was Karl Chuda. Chuda was the paratrooper that just broke ranks. He was so afraid about being killed and having his family killed in retribution that he became the Judas figure in all this. Yeah. And how and how it worked is that Chuda was was given this um, opportunity when they when they found out that the the paratroopers were hiding hiding someplace in Prague, uh, that they were willing to I think it was offered 10, 10 million crowns corona mm -hmm. um, for the capture of it and. Uh, for information. And then, of course, later on, it, they couldn't get anybody to do it because the Czechs didn't want to sell each other out. Uh, at least some of them didn't. But what did it was they, they promised pure, uh, full immunity for anybody that would come forward and the money. And at that point, in real life, Judah yeah. had 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 already left the city of Prague somewhat, I mean, into to his mother's like farm area this in the in the city outskirts. And for a month or so, he hid out and he just wrote a, an anonymous letter where these guys would be. But their post office wouldn't deliver it because they knew that, you know, some right. medicine checks would be hurt. So he winds up going and, and telling it in person. So was this guy guilty? Yes. <laughs> um, and at the same time, you know, when they were killing the paratroopers, you know, in the church and dragging out the bodies, except for the ones that were hiding in the crypt, he was there on the scene telling them who was who. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And and so he was he was you I know kind of very like that's, much it's somewhat inevitable that you know I mean there's no way they would get away with it and the Germans were gonna take their revenge and it was gonna be horrible and yet you know I I felt like yeah that's it still needed to be done it's still yeah, a great and, I mean a great act yeah. you know. Yeah, and and it, 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 this was really like a Greek tragedy in a lot of ways when you see this, but I, it should have uh, what he did at the end at the end of the war. Um, yeah, he was uh, well before the end of the war. He married a German woman, and they oh. gave him, you know, all the money that they promised that the Nazis did. And he lived in uh, southern Bohemia, uh, in uh, Bavaria, someplace I think Bavaria. So by the end of the war, when the new government was here in Czechos in Czechoslovakia, uh, or Czech, yeah, uh, Czechoslovakia, um, they went after him. He turned himself okay. in because he knew he was going to get captured, and they they hung him. Oh, as a wow. war criminal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he got his comeuppance. Very much like a Judas picture. I keep saying Judas, yeah. but really kind of like Seriously, that. Seriously, yeah. Um, but, uh, um, you know, he was played in the movie uh, by uh, Yiji uh, Shimek. And I think he did a, a great job of, of somebody that was faltering throughout the whole movie because he just was, you know, too terrified. But, but keep in mind, this is why I think the Czech 
push to to tell the story is very important because a lot of people probably would have passed over on that. But the Czech people, uh, the, the Czech probably uh, uh, people involved in this talking to the director really wanted to make sure that they, they made this as part of the story because I think it still hurts people that a fellow Czech turned yeah. other fellow Czechs in, especially the paratrooper that was willing to give his life. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, his, his, uh, resolve wasn't strong and he actually did everybody damage. Um, you'll, you'll, t- you'll, you'll see other characters that, you know, uh, in this, in the scenes, especially in the church, uh, father Vladimir, uh, Petrik, he was the one that was, um, later on shot as well for hiding yeah. Yeah, right. paratroopers. The roles were pretty well done. I think there were a lot of checks involved in this, which I think made it legitimate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but if we were to fast forward to the end of the movie, uh, after the battle scene, a, as the the Nazis are flooding the crypt to get these guys out, okay, they put water hoses in and they were flooding them out because the okay. grenades weren't working, yeah. the bullets weren't working. Uh, there were probably three or so left that were still alive, and this, they couldn't find their cyanide pills, so that couldn't be. So they had to keep one bullet in the chamber for the coup de gras at the end. Yeah. And as you see the Germans coming in, there's this beautiful music, but this beautiful haunting music is going on uh, and a very soft piano. And you you see each one of these guys knowing that there's no way out and they cannot be captured. And they're looking at each other saying, this is it. And each one of them takes their own life with a revolver. And um, uh, you would think that would be gruesome enough. They really don't do too much of showing the, the final pulling of the trigger for each one, but you know that it happens. Yeah. And it just fades to black, or just cuts to black, not fades to black, cuts to black. And then you'll have a couple words on the screen about uh, about what happened towards right. the end of this yeah. operation. And then the credits roll. And I'm gonna tell you right now, the, the oxygen was out of the room, all right? Yeah. I mean, there's 150 people into the, in this movie theater. Not a word was, was spoken. No one moved out of their seats. It was heavy. Yeah. All right. So, so I would say if someone asked me, did it hit its tone? Did it hit its mark as a movie for people that, you know, are checks that are proggers? Yes. The yeah. answer is an fact, Yes, it did. It did its job. So Travis, you know, as, as we kind of move into uh, the latter part of 2016 with the Bohemian podcast, we, we have been a little lax on some of our <laughs> some of our summer programming, and that's not because we haven't been working hard. Maybe you could tell our listeners about some of the things that we've been working on, not only with the Bohemian podcast, but maybe some of our other endeavors that are out right now. Oh, well, something that's coming up really soon here is um, it's almost time for the Halloween special for the Agora. <laughs> There's the Agoraphobia um, uh, event in October and you know well I think one's already released actually now but there'll be a part two and the one that's already released is there's stories ghost stories from Prague ghost stories about alchemists um which which I tell and there's I think in the part one then it's 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 my stories and then Heather Tesco from the uh, English Renaissance podcast did a part there which is which is appropriately creepy Oh, yeah, we should probably mention at that point that the Agora Podcast Network podcast of the month is uh, Ben Jacobs, Wittenberg to Westphalia. Yeah, otherwise, stop by podcastnick.com. There's a new podcast that we just launched uh, called Africa, a history, which is about Africa. Right now, I think we're on episode three or four. A history of Germany, the miniseries on the Saxons is just completed. So you can go listen to that. That is now wrapped up nicely 
the Saxon dynasty. And so now we're, we're going into medieval Germany there. So, yeah. Um, there's so many things going on between Travis and I finishing running a book right now, and we've got t-shirt sales that are coming up. You got Travis, we got some great designs in our t-shirt store, don't we? We've got, uh, stuff on alchemy and the history of Germany that are, are pretty colorful and very, very interesting. I think I like my, my, uh, two t-shirts are homunculus and vandals so far. Yeah. You know, if you do want to support the show, we want to make sure that you get something besides just the podcast that you enjoy, uh, maybe something like a T-shirt, something like that. Anything we kind of get really goes right back into the show to kind of help out with our web website costs and uh, uh, some of the things we do for research to bring you the best content that we could possibly bring you. So, you know, Travis, I think that we've had a pretty bright future ahead of us as we approach year number three or four. four. Where, it's got to be four. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, unbelievable. We've almost right, podcasted four years. four years. Yeah, that's that's yeah. This February, right? Yep. Four years. Yep. Amazing, amazing. Well, on that note, I think we should wrap up the show tonight. Uh, again, uh, high marks uh, for uh, the movie Anthropoid about Operation Anthropoid and the assassination of Reinhard Heydrich. I, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I think that uh, a lot of people here in Prague have. And if you haven't seen it worldwide, I'm sure it'll be out pretty soon for uh, purchase or uh, something you can stream at some point uh, later on this year. I'm sure it'll be coming up maybe close to Christmas time. So uh, definitely high marks on that. So if you have any other questions, uh, please feel free to email us. You can find us at bohemican.com and uh, take a look. I mean, we've always got some new content on there and we're going to be rolling out a lot more uh, podcast as we approach the end of the year. So for Travis Dow, I'm Pete Coleman saying goodnight from Prague. You have been listening to the Bohemican podcast with Pete Coleman and Travis Dow. Visit bohemican.com for more information on this episode, other episodes, and much more information about history, traditions, and culture in the Czech Republic. Find us on iTunes, subscribe, and review, and don't forget to rate us. We would love to hear from you. Send comments, ideas and corrections on our comments page on bohemican.com or get in touch via Facebook or Twitter. Tune in to our sister podcast, History of Alchemy, which is also on iTunes or on historyofalchemy.com. Until next time on the Bohemican podcast, thank you for listening. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.